two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. Ah, okay. Uh, I got a question for you guys. Um, Please, Glazer. How many how many slugs do you think it would take to overcome a person? Ah, the classic question. Um, how many slugs would it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I think um, now are they we're we're a salty being. Are they are they melting us? Oh. Oh, you think that the salt in our skin is going to mess them up? Oh, that's what happens, right? I was thinking. I was thinking they destroy salt destroys them. There you go. So wait, do are they going to? They start to like take us down. Maybe the salt from inside of us, we're ninety percent salt or whatever, just t- shoot, kills them. It's a trick question. Yeah. So the answer is there is no answer. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I, that might be a little extreme. I think we're probably more water, and I was going a little high with the salt content but what what's that how do you what do you make of that sense wise uh i'm not a slug expert i don't know i don't know how i'm not a slug salt. myself i <laughs> i i got i can't picture any amount of slugs taking us down if we're just talking about a garden slug maybe there's some like big slugs in uh in you know madagascar the jungle uh that are like the size of your leg or something like that. If right. you got if you got a few of those guys, I think we're starting to have some weird uh you know, some weird a few weird moments in the interaction, I think, where it's it could be touch and go. There's gotta be a poisonous slug out there. So there's where uh, the yes. loophole comes in. You right. yo, know, you think, oh slugs, they're just they're they salt kills them. There, there's no danger of ever being taken over by them. You're out, yeah, in the outback in Australia or wherever, and uh, they have those one type of slugs, you know? there's never It's never a clear-cut battle with nature. Yeah. So you got to be careful of the uh, sort of type of uh, sl- slugs over there, you know, which is... Hey, slugs over there. The slug hey. hunter. The slug hunter, yeah. The slug hunter TV show would be fun. Yes. Fun to watch. And it'd be a lot easier. You wouldn't have to do as wouldn't have to be as dangerous. It would just be that one type of slug you had to worry about. Oh yeah. But you avoid would avoid just... the one poisonous slug. But otherwise garden slugs, just hunting them around. Yeah. Crawling on the ground. Right. Just throwing them out in the water and jumping on top of them. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow still get stabbed in the heart with ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have your son take over. <laughs> yeah who was a very cute guy you know like oh that's nice that you're following your dad's footsteps and you're you're a sweet guy too it seems like nice job man right he seems to really love it too he seems to love that uh love that his father died that way um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll cut that out uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah so slide so get a couple of these big giant poisonous slugs i think 
You're good. I might just throw in the towel if a couple, even just a few slugs got on me. <laughs> you just know. pull out a gun and shoot yourself. <laughs> 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 just, you know, a few too many. Yeah. Nah, it's too many. I can't, I can't get, I can't get myself out of this jam. Yeah. Not worth the struggle. I've had the leeches, you know, I've had the, uh, the le- a bunch of leeches all over me. That's You've been in there with like, leeches? That's sort gotten, of like slugs. You gotten attacked? Yeah, I got leached up pretty bad uh, in the uh, the Taman Nagara, which is the oldest jungle in the uh, oldest jungle in the world. I don't know how they determine that or what makes a jungle old, uh, <laughs> other than just is that just somebody lying? Is that yeah, basically oh yeah. How you like they just they claimed it first and that's what it is? <laughs> the oldest jungle. Oh no, they can prove it so with science. They could look at a couple trees, but then I think feel like you got to chop that tree down. I don't think you're allowed to chop down trees in the oldest uh, jungle, so that's going to be oh. a catch twenty two. Yes, sir. Okay, so you got. So They're like, like, hey, if I promise, if you chop that tree down, it's going to be the oldest, you know, out there. But you can't can't let you chop it down. It's the oldest tree. Right. So no more. How do these historical societies even function if they they can't cut it open to see how old stuff is? So what are you talking about? I'm not sure. I just don't think anybody cares. Enough, right. You know? Just like, lie yeah, and then stick the with oldest, it. Oldest jungle over here. And it's like, <laughs> all right. All right. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lying yes. museums, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's anybody who claims that anything, like, there's 45 bars on the East Coast that claim to be the oldest bar in the country, right? They're, that's oh, true. Oh, yeah. yeah. No one, three of them are in Baltimore. They cut oh, open the bar and see how old it really is. Yeah, the Baltimore one. <laughs> there's the New Orleans one. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to get them all in the same room together. Pick up, you know, dismantle each bar, bring them into a room, <laughs> build them back up again, and then, yeah, have them hash it out. I think CSI will get so good where everything will be just made of stuff that can tell us what happened, you know? And then criminals will, will start having to, like, bust the whole place up because, like, oh, just these types of new doors they invented can just, like, oh, hey, what happened? And just in some way, I don't know if there's maybe a disc you take out of it and then it's all typed up on something. I'm not sure how that'll all work yet, but. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> maybe something you have to put in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, new step in the hair washing process, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, will will that, will CSI get so good to where each item in a house, like home builders are going to be like, yep. We, and we have, of course, the patented technology of every item can tell you what happened. The refrigerator, you just take a little thing out of the side and it'll plug it into a computer and it'll tell you that this thing, you know, is a more writing based reporter. <laughs> yeah. I think that once everything in the world's made out of iPhones and like, instead of buying lumber, we're just buying more iPhones taping them together, building out, you know, whatever we use, like building out a desk full of iPhones, then at that point, things will be on record a little more. We'll have a better idea of what's going yeah. on. Yeah. At what point do you start putting the iPhones to use for construction and not like feeding them back through like and repurposing them and selling them as used? You know, at what point does that, maybe with like the iPhone, a couple back, four maybe? Yeah. I see what you're saying. Just stop, stop doing drywall. Just replace the drywall with iPhones. Just right. It's, it winds up being cheaper. 
That and like instead of making new drywall from scratch, you already have all this stuff lying around. And and this is good because it won't go in the ocean that way. Keep the plastic out of the ocean. Keep the plastic right. out, you know? And then now you got somewhere to put all the drywall into the oceans. <laughs> They're focusing yeah. on recycling, but reuse reuse really gets a does not get a fair shake. And right. Because as I've said, we're a big friend of uh, on this podcast, we're a big friend of if it doesn't get out into the water or into the grass or the forest, it's not hurting anything. So if you just hoard your plastic and don't just keep it on your desk <laughs> and it's not going out into nature and then, you know, take care of it before you die, throwing, throwing it in the exact correct place for the time. And by that time, they have a better solution for it. So you've actually helped by hoarding up all your plastic, save it for 50 years from now, then throw it away the new technology way. It's not hurting anybody in your house. Yeah. Or is breathing in plastic. You breathe in too much plastic, they find out it gives you, you know. Superpowers. Yeah, makes you makes you be able to breathe better and uh, makes you live another 50 years and you can hoard your trash and throw it away then. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to that? I'm not sure. Because, I mean, you have to think, going green movement, they're only going to get better at, hey, what do we do with the recycling? So, yes, this person hoarded and is bad. Let's make fun of them on TV. I was good for the environment. I held on to this stuff. I threw it away 50 years later than you did. They found out your solution fucked stuff up worse. You know, they it made the environment worse because that type of recycling did this. We came up with a new way. I was right. I don't think there's any correct adjudicating of anything, though. Like, I think if you had, it's weird. It's like if you had the wrong idea at the time, if you went against, what everybody thought at the time, even if you later turned out to be right, uh, you you were still wrong, and you never get like, you know, re, it never gets re-adjudicated. You're you're just stuck having been wrong the whole time. I guess the closest thing we have to maybe that not being the case is Bernie Sanders. Like he's been, he kind of did like, yo, he's been saying this for a long time. Give it to this guy. Right, but he's. Just like I was thinking, uh, you just get too old to appreciate being right 50 years ago. Like, oh. okay, that, that guy was right. Who cares? He's old now. You're worried about just doing pranks in the grocery store. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's something. I, you, Well, you know you've learned more about the meaning of life or something, too. And you're like, oh, yeah, I was stupid for even caring about getting credit for being right. I was just a regular old member of society. That's what's important. Right. It's just a, a, I'm picturing like a newspaper with the guy surrounded by trash in his own house. <laughs> right. Totally misunderstood. <laughs> right. God damn. Yeah. You yeah, got to get rid of it as you guy. go. Even if it's the wrong way, participate in what everybody thinks is the, like the smartest people, whatever they say is the correct way of the time, go along with it. And, you know, I think results be damned. That's the best system. You're going to be more successful more times than not in that way. I think. Unless you're sure that you're right. Yeah, like this trash thing. I think you're you should be pretty sure that you're right about this. I guess the only unsure thing would be like you never know if you're going to get hit by a bus, you know, and then all the trash is there, and like the guys who move you out don't put it in the safest recycling of the time; they just throw it right in the trash. Right, then it's even worse. That's a right. good point. You got to have a will, a will and testament for your trash. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> or you make a deal with, you know, if you know the guys who come to pick up the, clean up the bodies out of houses when people die, like, <laughs> just make a deal with those guys. They have to take all your plastic and hoard it at their houses, <laughs> divide, it, divide it evenly among them. <laughs> keep hoarding that <laughs> for the rest of their lives until they die. Yeah. Uh, befriend the guys who clean up the dead bodies when they get old. <laughs> Make a deal with them. <laughs> yeah, your trash hand down buddies. It's like a prayer partner. <laughs> prayer partner. And you just recruit. What is a prayer partner? Prayer partners are what we had at St. Francis. Like you just team up with another grade and like you get together and like pray and mentor some like kid from another class. I see. Okay. Give them um, all your trash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To me, it sounds like the, I don't know, uh, if this is what that movie was about, but the sisterhood of the traveling trash <laughs> might be what's coming into play here, where you just pass trash around from person to person. And no matter what, the trash always fits in whatever house they have, whether it's a big house or a small house, it always finds a home. <laughs> what we're famous for. There are, there definitely are certain things that like, by starting to handle them, they just become, oh, now I have to do that now. Like, yeah, the the body fights back. Neck cracking, which I'm, you know, I've I took a week off recently um because I was like this is getting ridiculous. I mean, it feels <laughs> unbelievable, but I'm just having to do more and more. So I just took a week off and then I'm back at it like a lower duty now. Um but it was getting to where like you feeling good getting back in the saddle? It feels unbelievable getting back. Like it was a tough, not tough, but it was just like I had a conscious week of uh of just thinking about it like ah just don't do it just it's got to be terrible like eventually but for immediate maintenance it's like i feel like it's a classic like i'm listening to my body and it just this is exactly what to do this is getting everything exactly straight it's a real real head game i wonder if you'd come up with a crack in your neck though if you never saw somebody else do it i think i do i mean of course hard to say but like i want to say You'd probably hear a couple accidentals, and then you'd be like, how do I do that? Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Like you fall off a small cliff or something, and you're like, ooh, I thought, I think I heard something. <laughs> that actually felt good. <laughs> yeah. Your head's hanging off. Um, <laughs> I accidentally did a no-hander one time where, like, I was, about, I was sitting down. I was about to be interviewed for a job, like, within the company, and... I was just doing actual neck cracks, just like slight side to side with like when I put my fist to my chin and go clack, clack, clack. Um, and the guy interviewing me like walks in, he's like, oh, nice. Yeah, I'm a big, big uh, neck crack. Like you ever do the no hands? And he goes, <laughs> and I was, and I had not. And I said, yes, for some reason, you know, when you just kind of just lie because it's like quick and you just, and like the wrong thing came out. Yeah. So I was just like getting through the conversation. Yeah, I was like, yeah. And then I did it for the first time and I was like, boom. Good, like two huge ones and then i was like di- i was like oh shit it like shook something weird into me like and you know i didn't get the job but like <laughs> it did like like i don't know i was like seeing stars for a minute it was uh to accidentally lie and then to like for it to come true was to make it true in the moment that's the, amazing that yeah yeah i mean it's ballsy that you went for it yeah i know uh, I, I was like what is who who was that what and why 
Yeah, that's insane. So you, you go you go in, you lie, you say, yes, I, uh, I do the no hands neck crack all the time. And then rather than just letting that lie, which it's so weird that you even went for it because it's it's even more it's even more awkward that you went for it really it's like like if the guy's like guy yeah i don't know you ever you ever get into any yoga and you're like yeah and you start doing yoga in front of (laughs) well i just always figured oh i must have already done it recently like if it didn't work like i could just you know what i mean i'd just be like yeah i can do it (laughs) and they're like well i guess I must have just done it. Yeah, because I, I did just do the other one, you know? So I figured I was had an easy out, I guess. I mean, I didn't okay. have any time to think that. I'm just, in hindsight, right. I'm trying to guess why I possibly thought it was okay of a thing to do. It sounds like you were Michael Jordan in the zone. Yes. like There might be something there, you know, Blaze. Thank you. When he was playing, yeah, he's playing basketball, and the, the, the rim is 10 feet wide in his mind because whatever he does, he's going to get that ball in the rim. Right. You're just whatever. However you move, your neck is cracking right now. Right, but not getting the job. It was Not one or the other, that. maybe. If I had been like, no, I never done that one. I just aced the interview, and I'd be making seven million dollars by now. Uh, I do think you might have you might have ingratiated yourself. Just if I'm putting myself in uh, this this neck guy's shoes, I think I'm showing off a little bit, and you kind of took the wind out of my sails. Oh. So you're like, like I was like, you ever doing no hands or bam bam, and did it real quick, and then. It, what what I want you to do is be like, holy shit! No, I've never seen that before. What's the, what's you're the secret? Sick. <laughs> <laughs> you're sick. You're uh, you're disgusting. You walk out of the interview. I wouldn't want to work for you anyway. <laughs> disgusting bastard. No. Um, yeah. So many ways to have taken it. I I can't tell you why, and I can't tell you why it worked. But now I can. That's how I discovered I can do the occasional just bam bam without touching anything. Right. So you saw stars, but I guess you were already committed. I'm, I'm wondering, like you, you went once, you went one way with it, and you got the crack, and it like you know rung your bell a little bit, and then you still went in for the other one. Yeah, I mean, in the retail, I I might have just gotten one side of it, okay. uh, you know, but I have since, and I could be could be a classic, mixing it up with other times I have done the back Maybe and forth. Saw. Now that I'm a little more experienced. You know, so maybe like that time I just did the boom to one side just and like, one side. ah, like, oh, yep. See, like, are, yeah. are you now a no handsman all the time? No, no, I'm I'm a, uh, a full time handsman and part time uh, no handsman just kind of for fun once in a while, so even though or like I'm looking on my phone and just know you didn't get the job. I think you've your life has improved greatly for you because now you learned how to do the no hands. Yeah. Crap. Learning stuff about your body is uh, well worth uh, not getting jobs, I'd say. Yep. Oh, what's that? What else is going on around here? Yeah. Without reading, you know, just experiencing. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's y- totally true. I think there are, t- yeah. Well, I guess what is reading just faster? Is that why people do that? You, you'll eventually discover it. You're on your own. Reading? Yeah. Reading about your body, for example. Or, or just. I think watching, watching a movie about it is the fastest way. As with, same with anything with have to do with books. You just wait for the movie to come out and you watch that. Right. So like a quick YouTube video, how to crack your neck would be the best way. You know what's yeah. interesting? Reading, sure. Second best. YouTube video about how to read and then <laughs> read up on it. That's what I say. You know what's interesting? Like studying used to mean like studying the thing. Now studying is reading a book about somebody else who's studied it. 
You know what I mean? Like it used to be like, all right, let's go study the ancient Egyptians and you would go in the tombs and shit. Now you're just like, oh, you know, this guy put it in a book. But I guess there are still field trips. All right. I'm, I, we're talking it through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all talking it through here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you for helping me with that one, guys. <laughs> it's what we're famous for. All right. Uh, here's, uh, here's another question. Um, would you rather be eaten alive by a whale, like one of those whales that swims around with the mouth wide open? You know, like you're in a scuba suit in this instance, right? So you're, you've got everything you need to survive underwater for some time, but you're swallowed by this whale. Or would you rather just be eaten by a shark? Attacked by a shark. I see what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, whale, it seems, I feel like a whale might swallow you whole and you die of the stomach acid instead of, I feel like a shark chomps you up and you live and suffer. I'm thinking the whale, uh, I don't know, but there might be a way to get out of the whale's stomach. So like you're you're not dead, right? Oh yeah, they probably alive. take huge shits the size of people. Or you you scoop your way out somehow. You know you. I don't know. If the, do they have skin, or is it just like a bunch of jello? I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think they got a uh, you know a thick thick layer of fat blubber that they call it, and then yeah that that outer skin is going to be pretty uh, tough if you're going to try to eat your way out. <laughs> let's say. Yeah, it's blubber made of people who have tried to survive <laughs> inside. <laughs> they stick to the walls, but they're alive in there. They just live in there now, maybe. Right, they got their. What kind of yeah, life is that? They though? get all the people that get swallowed. That's replenishment for the oxygen tanks that they would need to keep. Going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna go shark because I don't really. You get swallowed by that whale, and there could. Be, yeah, just like some crazy guy with a knife inside the whale. And like, to me, that's scarier. Like, I don't really want some guy who's been stuck in a whale for days. Uh, that's yeah, freaky, you know, and it's, it's gonna be dark as hell in there. Plus, there might also be a shark in there. Too. <laughs> so, I'm going just straight shark. No, go for the known quantity no 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 i'm yeah, getting, I, I, getting that way. I hear you're coming from you just want to get it done quickly and just move on with your life move on to the next thing yeah move on to the next thing <laughs> <laughs> and maybe if he doesn't get maybe you go right away he gets your neck and boom you're done the shark or the whale which no pain the the shark yeah. i'm saying maybe if like if tup rolls the dice oh. because he doesn't want any of the things inside, you know, he runs in. So he, he gets a quick night neck grab. What do you last in three, four seconds before you leak out? Right. Not too bad at all. Yeah, that's not bad. And you're probably in such shock. And the, the whale whale thing, you could wind up running into a guy who just talks your ear off, too. <laughs> Some guy who's explaining how, you know, he's been jammed up in there for a week or whatever. It's, it's but then you'd scary. maybe have, like, the big human thing of, like, overcoming that and, like, because you're trapped in this place together, you like learn a lot about each other and, you know, become like brothers in a way. And then you both die. That's, 
What's the fun of that? You lived on and you made you made uh you made something out of nothing, you know? Like, yeah, it's a real lesson in having to say goodbye to our families, but we found brotherhood in this moment. Just build a house inside of the whale and live, live there the rest of your life. So. <laughs> 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 hey, yeah. Maybe Don't yeah. You think Heavy, immediately take turns you start planning to eat each other. <laughs> I was gonna say, take turns dressing up as a woman. <laughs> um, yeah, you start hating each other. Also, if you don't do that, or if you do that, yep. Yeah, that's because yeah, yeah. yeah. Making, fashioning the women's clothes out of the insides of the whale. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> it was my turn let no it's not you're such a liar <laughs> can't, you can't even see anything it's pitch black in there the, the clothes are <laughs> an important part of it hey we were just we were just trying to stay sane in there you know? <laughs> right they, anything to feel like home the whale gets cut open and they're a minute in the middle of one of their dress-up sessions <laughs> <laughs> There's a hundred people on the beach and they're like mid, mid whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, to get accidentally rescued when you're not expecting it to be one of the, one of the most embarrassing things of all time. Yeah, you've just planned on being in there the whole the rest of your life. You're like, well, if it's gonna be the rest of our lives, maybe we gotta start thinking about and you just get caught right in the middle of one of those weird trials <laughs> wow it might be yeah like yeah a, oh, a reality show uh you know one of those survivor shows whale or shark uh, yeah whale or shark is is how it starts and then everyone picks whale i guess and then at that time it's uh you know you you got 12 days to survive inside of a whale you have nothing but, <laughs> but the bag full of different things that are <laughs> that might be useful inside of the whale and uh you just sort of see how it goes from That's there. That's good. Yeah, what would you bring, Blaze? I bring, I guess. You get to bring you get to bring three things inside the whale. I, I think you. What do you bring? part of what I would bring, do you want do you have to stay in there for twelve days or is the point of the show to get out to escape? And if you escape early, you win. Whatever. I think we do it alone. We do it alone style. So uh there's you know, you're competing against nine other people who are also in Wales. <laughs> Uh, and uh, they each got to bring three things with them inside the whale. And uh, e- either uh, either you you escape or you're the last one, you know, still alive inside the whale. To oh, but if you escape, you're like it's like kind of like shooting the moon, where you're making a big yeah, play. Like shooting the moon. First, first, first one to escape wins. Yeah, first one to escape, if anyone escapes, wins. And otherwise, it's the last person who hasn't given up. Yeah, so I guess uh, the first thing I'd bring is a book called that I uh, would find on Amazon called How to Escape a Whale. <laughs> I'd read okay. that book. You don't want to just read that in, in advance or anything? <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't know how much time I have leading up to this thing or if it's a surprise. Like, hey, right now you got to get inside this whale. I got you. I see uh, what so you're I'd saying. I'd bring that book. So you're going to need a reading light. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> or, you know, I wonder if you can... Time it right. The whales had to come up for air every couple hours, I guess, maybe every day. And if the <laughs> light shines through their hole above their head, you can get a page or two in during that whole session. I see, yeah. So, yeah, I think I'd forego the light. 
Um, we have three items here. <laughs> three items. Three items. Yeah. Uh, how do we... your eyes will adjust in there too? I think, Lay. So smart move. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about seeing that book. I'll be able to see the book. Um, probably a giant sword to cut my way out. Um, assuming yeah. that that's what the book says, and uh, yeah, I guess like a three. But keep in mind, you won't know what the book says. <laughs> right, so. a three D printing machine yeah. would be the third thing I'd bring in just to print up whatever the book actually says I need. <laughs> ah, good okay, idea. Yeah, that's um, good. I think you know you know those knives they have that uh, those cool like seafood chefs use. I, I'm thinking that's raw meat. Get one of those suckers. You're good, and you're you're smaller and more nimble too, so you can like move. You know, wield that the wield a knife. Is that right? Um, sure. Move that thing around and cut right through. I, I, it's almost so satisfying how well those things cut fish. You're talking about like a sushi knife? Yeah, like a like a Ginsu knife, maybe they're called, or like one of those really good cutcos. A fillet knife. Maybe, yeah. Just boom, goes right through the fish. Those things are very satisfying. A real nice thin, sharp knife. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the satisfaction of uh, cutting uh, construction paper or something. Just that nice, nice one. Oh, you do get a nice feeling from a nice. Uh big long as long as the scissors cut through construction paper yeah yep there's got to be somebody at the hill doing something uh private to that probably you know (laughs) i think that's probably an asmr right that's that's what i was trying to reach for yeah um what uh what kind of stuff are you guys into no (laughs) (laughs) No, I like whale versus shark or twelve days inside the shark. Um, I think, yeah, those they talk about the size of those whales. If they're if you're not bitten and like chopped up by the teeth, which I feel like there's plenty of room not to be if they throw you down there correctly. I think you, twelve days is probably extreme. But what what are we really talking? Twenty four hours till what? Probably two or, two or three minutes. I maybe. Before you just got swallowed up by their acids, I think before you drown probably, but I, I, I could be wrong. Oh, I, I there don't you know. go. You know, you would have a scuba tank. So okay, you, gotcha. I don't know how long oh. those last a couple of hours. Just they're just they've they rigged up cameras inside the shark. I mean, inside the whale, just totally. Peta is fucking going nuts as they should be probably on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but or no, you know what they do. They do x-ray. That way you don't have to bother the fish, you know? There you go. X-ray. So you just see the you just see the outline of the see guy. The skeleton and of the, uh of the fish and the skeleton of the man or the person inside. That's not a bad TV show. Yeah, I think if there's any possible way to do it, getting uh, somebody in a whale, maybe you can just simulate the whole thing. Although that would that would not be nearly as interesting. Simulate the guy inside. Yeah, do it with a real whale. Just throw some big piece of plastic <laughs> down there. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Are there, I guess whale is the only possible one to even stay alive for a moment. Only one even big enough, right? Who else is even big enough? Elephants, um, they're not big enough. <laughs> elephants are such geniuses. I, I think elephants have 
are are and will continue to be big friends of the podcast. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. They return blue back whales to grave. are so big. <laughs> I, I think yeah. I, blue whales. You might you might have some chance of surviving inside of a blue whale with the correct suit and oxygen. Yeah, I think Glaze is right about that. You're like enclosed with the oxygen. You know, like there's a there's like a suit that goes around your suit, and then inside that is you with the the oxygen. I think you're you're in a space suit, right? And then they, they Alex put, put the cameras suit. inside that. That way, it's not touching the whale directly. Yeah, there you go. And then <laughs> a couple cameramen down in spacesuits too. Have have them install <laughs> the cameras into the whale. And it's, <laughs> everything's perfect. <laughs> yeah. right. Maybe you cover your cover the outside of the suit and like delicious food too. That way, the whale gets something out of the deal. <laughs> right. I bet you know what I bet would happen. I bet they'd constantly be trying to like hawk that thing up to chew it up better mm. you know that would probably be their instinct they, they don't chew though they don't chew what are those teeth for they don't they have teeth. Open mouth. <laughs> I don't think. they have they have like their their filter feeders uh gefilte filter fish um, <laughs> big friend of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, they're filter feeders, so they just swim around and like stuff gets caught in their teeth, basically, and they uh, they eat that. <laughs> they don't they don't chew it up. Wait, say that again. I'm sorry. The, uh, they they are what's known as filter feeders. At least you know the the larger whales are filter feeders, so they don't chew anything up. They just swim around, and as they swim, small. Uh, you know, whatever gets stuck in their teeth, whatever they eat, whether oh. that's—I don't even know if they just eat like kelp or plankton or what. What are it's they? just like I'm not a, sure what they're a, a pool filter, that, and then it eats what it catches. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, interesting. So whatever is kind of like dumb enough to swim into their mouth. In this case, it would be a person. Is what they eat. Yes. <laughs> in this case it would be a camera crew. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They have to dress the camera crew as a big piece of food. <laughs> um, yeah, just line it up so it gets caught directly. That is interesting as hell. That that what a testament to how huge they are. Just run around and just accidentally all your food just sticks in your mouth. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes. That's great. imagine how like yeah, and it's just they're not eating anything big either, but they're so huge. Right. You'd think it's they'd amazing need- that they can get that big that you think they were just eating you'd have to eat elephants you would think to right. like get bigger than an elephant makes you wonder how much of that right. plankton there would be if whales didn't exist like right. the world would be overridden by plankton it would be more plankton than than air i bet plankton would be plankton would be tuna fish glaze you know how popular tuna oh is? yeah we would just be eating plankton, plankton salad yeah plankton right out of the can plankton right out of the can.com you know yeah Plankton of the sea. Yeah, calling chicken the plankton of the sea, yeah. Right. Star plankton instead of star kissed. Man. What other tuna brands? Star kissed. Uh, Bumblebee. Charlie. Right. Charlie Plankton. Oh, yeah. Chuck Tuna. Yep. Chucky e. T. What do you say, Charlie? <laughs> um, big friend of the podcast. <laughs> it's what we're famous for. Ah. Um, back on the podcast, gman.lays, we're here. Um, so we're a big ideas, uh, 
podcast, and we've talked about different uh, futuristic possibilities and uh, different ways, you know, staying alive for a long time and anything to just an Alexa type device that just studies us and like just you keep it around you for a couple weeks and it gets to pretty much know, know you, studies you. And then like, yeah, you get hit by that bus, unfortunately. But then, you know, just you in some box, at least the like her movie version of you is still chilling. Because that's the only problem with death anyway. It's just sad for the people who are left behind. So this at least puts a band, you know, or at least does something for that. Right. You get a little iPhone app where you just get to talk to a robot that sounds like someone that you know. Oh, yeah. Or maybe you do get someone else. To, you do it together. You partner up. You get someone that looks like the person uh, that you know, <laughs> and you have them study that person. And then they just act the part the rest of their lives. Yeah. I don't know. Then you're there in some way, you know, for a little bit. And yeah. then they decide at their own rate when they, when they want to turn it off. Oh, and you can pay for different lengths, to, uh, different lengths of time. I got the three year. Yeah, I think that'll be perfect. And then by that time, you know, I will have been been able to say goodbye fully yeah, by, by that time i'll decide i don't like this person anymore anyway and just a little bit shittier right like, it's just that it helps you get over uh, the loss of that person by being like just a little bit shittier slowly they become <laughs> shittier and shittier and you just stop liking them. a grieving buddy it helps you grieve and just not not miss the person anymore <laughs> right right or you just turn down the setting as you go like oh yeah wait what shut up you that's a terrible opinion <laughs> by the end they're just some like asshole and then that's perfect that's a real yeah, product they start out perfectly like you know all the funny charming jokes you used to love and then just <laughs> over time they just start to annoy the shit out of you <laughs> and then eventually yeah, i like that throw it out the window and be done yeah i think it's a good product yeah the i do think buddy. there is a uh there is a Black Mirror episode of the of that exact thing. Uh, there's a robot that you like upload the the personality of the person into, you know, over time, uh-huh. and then you know it's a full, fully functioning robot that is that person's personality. Oh, there you go. Well, then, and then, and then over time they they start to be a real dick, and then. Uh, is, does that part really happen too? No, that part doesn't happen. <laughs> okay, good. Good, so we change one thing and make it a musical, completely original. <laughs> um, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about it. I I, I think th- it would help a lot of people. I, I guess you try it. Yeah, I think you try it with like somebody who's willing when they're getting real sick. Like, yeah, yeah, plug me in. Like, I'll... But no, maybe you have to do it at a certain age, right at where you, the best guess as to what the middle of their life is or something. Plug it in for two weeks. We got it. No, but then people change. Damn it. I don't know. I think you'd have to do it to like a celebrity, someone who's, there's just a lot of footage around, like all over the place about them. There you go. Uh, you study that Use footage. Use what you have. It's already there. Yeah. You don't have to go out of your way for it. Uh, and then you kill that celebrity and then you give <laughs> the robot to their loved ones. Oh shit, that is good. <laughs> but then you start programming them like all the different roles they played in movies too. So it's a right. real you gotta sift wacky it robot. You, you gotta really focus on just the candid stuff, like the tonight show interviews, 
the the late night show interviews, the Ellen show interviews, but not yeah. You don't want like uh, Clint Eastwood uh, loved ones to have that like racist Grand Torino guy walking around. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. As good of a movie Unless as that that's is. what they love about him. I yeah. You know. Say that right, they us. hate. They really hate their grandfather, but they but they, they tolerate him because they're huge Grand Torino fans. <laughs> <laughs> they're always asking him to say all the racist stuff. <laughs> Grand That's, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we were like, yeah, if if I, some relative of mine was like a movie star, I would always want to reference the really horrible roles that they were in. Like, <laughs> but like by pretending you were a huge fan of them like or, or just like making like wrote like a roast style i'm not sure i think just no matter what you know like uh like you know if your dad i don't i don't know what it's like to have a uh you know like let's say a sports celebrity dad like if your if your dad was uh was jordan like do you or do you ask him to dunk when you're a kid? Like, oh yeah, let me let me see you do the thing that you do, like dunk, you know, or whatever. Uh, hmm. For this, I'm just saying, for an actor, I would just always be like, oh yeah, we, you know, say that, you know, horrible racist line, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that racist manager in the Jackie Robinson movie. Hey, say all your lines. <laughs> <laughs> At family parties. Keep, at family, yeah, big big family gatherings. Uh, big, but yeah, <laughs> dinner dinner parties. Uh, he loves it. He loves it when I ask him to do this. Like, we, we do, yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Grandpa. Yeah, they like they've completely moved on. They're like, they don't call him anymore. <laughs> they see him once a year. And he just doesn't want to do the Grand Torino thing, but he starts doing it just to like get them back. And then he gets a few more good years, but and it costs him having to just say racist stuff. But I think he might, yeah, be racist. So maybe he likes that too. That's what I'm wondering. Like, I think at least for Clint Eastwood, he's fine with this arrangement. Uh, yes. Like, you know, he gladly does it. Ah, you kids like that, right? Right. Yeah, you kids like it when I say that. You know. Shall I do it for any other races? Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, I fan of the movie, uh, fun. I think that's right up my like, you know, dumb movie wheelhouse. Like, I'm like that's my version of a smart, good like film, and then like real film people would spit on it. <laughs> is it is it is it garbage? I don't. I, don't I think know. so. People... I think so. Yeah, but like. I have not it's seen good it. to me because I'm just stupid and I like I like it. I think it's a good movie, and like it's a classic Wild Wild West situation where, you know, I was just genuinely liking it, and then like I heard every everybody has like what an unbelievable piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. That's a it's maybe it's like Taken. Taken's the best movie ever made. Gran Torino is not far behind. Finding Forrester. How about with Taken? Uh, kind of the same idea, right? There's a lot of footage out there. You can make a, a robot or whatever, like Liam Neeson from Taken. Instead of giving it to his loved ones, just uh, give it to like a regular person, and that regular person can always get themselves in trouble, like get kidnapped or whatever. Uh, oh, knowing 
you know, this guy, this robot's going to come save me no matter what. Right. Just you put a suit like with a couple, you know, devices on it that studies the whole guy, the guy's whole life. As soon as he passes, or maybe you kill him prematurely. I don't think this, <laughs> I don't think Liam Neeson has to be dead in this situation. He can be, but I don't think he has okay. to be dead. There could be two. There could be a Liam Neeson robot walking around doing its own thing, and then the actor can be doing, making like taking four, five, six, whatever he's doing these days. He takes the suit off after a month. It's all programmed. Somebody else puts it on. We got two Lee, right? Two Liams, and that that's when you, of course. Uh, Try to set up a situation where you get kidnapped by Liam Neeson. The other, <laughs> the uh, the robot has to come save you, and you know, yeah, all set of skills. All Liam Neeson's nephews uh, hide under the bed and make, oh no, and make him do the do the line from it. Right, similar to Clint Eastwood and his nephews. <laughs> they make Liam Neeson grab him from underneath the bed, even and like they haven't even seen the movie. It wasn't me who grabbed the kids from under the bed. It was the bad guys. I was somewhere. I was in France. I, you know, correcting them in whatever, um, in whatever ways they were wrong about the reenactment. Right. Do the sex trafficking scene. Do the uh, whatever. I wasn't they, involved you know, in that. That was all Peter. <laughs> Peter who? <laughs> <laughs> they obviously haven't seen the movie. It's what we're famous.